You need to stop sacrificing your health and your well-being on the altar of other people's opinions. Someone says to you, I would like you to do this for me. And you do not want to upset them. So what do you say? Okay, I will. Someone is adding more to your plate of tasks to do. When you know fully well that they can do it themselves, what do you say? It's okay. Someone is actually abusing you, abusing your kindness, and you are also taking it on, all because you do not want them to have a bad opinion about you. Is that you, mothers? Let's talk about this today. I am Dr. Duny. I am the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. And I'm your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. This is where we come together to talk about the realities of motherhood. Yes, it is so beautiful, but then it has its own challenges. And there are many times that we have put ourselves last and that has affected our well-being. We have seen a lot of mothers struggle with their health in mind, body, soul, and spirit, all because they're not taking those little actions those consistent actions, those steps to ensure their well-being. This is what we share in this show from a supportive place. This is a safe place for us to share our thoughts as mothers and also to learn strategies and tips as well. Today, we're talking about sacrifice and we're talking about what we can do to help ourselves so that we are not sacrificing our well-being on the altar of other people's opinions. I remember there was a time when I used to be that chronic people pleaser. So I like to refer to myself sometimes as a recovering chronic people pleaser. Now I used to be that kind of person you say, Duny, can you do this? And my default answer was yes. And because people knew that whenever they wanted things to be done, they turned to me and I said, yes. Until one day, <laughs> Someone asked me to do something and I said, no, that was an unexpected response from me. And the person showed it, I froze, looked at me and said, what did you just say? And at that point, I had not built my confidence to the level where I could stick to my no. And then I started to stutter. And then I said, I'm, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Um, and I started to look for excuses. You see, many times we want people to look at us and say, oh, this person is amazing. This person is wonderful. And yes, these are good compliments to have. It's good for people to admire you for who you are, what you do, and perhaps what you bring to the table. However, when it is affecting your well-being, that's opinion is not serving you. There is this beautiful saying, it's not mine, but it goes like this. People's opinion of you is none of your business. <sighs> I wish I knew this saying earlier, but the moment I heard that saying, I believe it's from Maya Angelou, it was one that really liberated me. It was one that set me free from 
wanting to make people happy all the time, wanting to make people think, oh, oh, she's fantastic. She's good. Because when we keep sabotaging ourselves, we keep shortchanging ourselves, we keep putting ourselves last. All because we want people to say, oh, thank you. She's so nice then we are not serving ourselves. And another thing, we're not serving our children because what happens is our children see us and they think, oh, this is the way to go. I'll also talk, to, talk a little bit about what we do subconsciously. I remember when I was little, I watched a movie and this was a very old movie. I think it was probably... The setting was in the 1950s or 1960s. And there were these um, young children, two children, a boy and a girl, who were traveling with their parents. And they went to a resort, sort of. And the children were told to go sit somewhere. Now, while they were told to sit over there and maybe be quiet, the boy was jumping up and down and doing tearing the place down. I mean, he was really having fun. Now, the girl was excited and wanted to go ahead and join him. And while she got up, someone said to her, go sit back down, be a good girl. Now, you might not think too much about this. You might just say, well, she's been told off because they want her to be good. But what, I, what actually stood out to me when I reflected on this was, wow, the boy was playing and the girl was about to start jump, joining in the play. She was told off to sit down and be a good girl. But the boy continued and he was not told to sit down. He wasn't told to be a good boy. That message was a little bit troubling. How many times have you been told, be a good girl, be good? So at this point, especially for our female children, when they watch us sacrificing our well-being because we want people to say we are good, oh, you're my good daughter, you're my good daughter-in-law, you're my good sister, you're my good um, niece, they will pick that up subconsciously and they will feel I need to be good. And when they feel that they need to be good, when it's time for them to say no, when somebody is causing them harm or pain, abusing them or abusing their um, sacred space, or perhaps even negatively affecting their well-being, they will feel unable to they will not feel empowered to say, no, I do not want this now. Thank you very much. No, I cannot do this now. My well-being comes first. Why? Because they have subconsciously, by observing us as mothers, learned how to be good in quotes. And so we need to be very intentional about this process because it's, we're not just doing it for ourselves. So remember, self-care, self-love is not selfish. This particular one is not selfish at all. You are empowering yourself to empower generations coming after you. Remember, an empowered mother empowers generations. So that is why this is so important, 
make sure you're sharing this podcast with all mothers you know everywhere in the world it's free to listen to i mean seriously let us share this let's empower a mother today she doesn't have to sit down and you know watch for hours no she can just listen as she's washing the dishes as she's driving to work as she's commuting on the train as she's doing the laundry as she's resting in bed these can be listened to and here you would learn tactics and tools. So please do share it and please do spread the news about importance of well-being for mothers. So I had the good fortune of having some amazing um, people around me, but I also had the good fortune and I call it good fortune because it trained me to be who I am today. I had the good fortune of having people who were mean to me. I remember there was a particular day. Um, I was in charge of a project at school. And being in charge of the project, you, I'm sure you probably take your mind back to those high school or perhaps university days or primary school days, if you had projects in primary school, where you were a group leader. Of course, in that group, you have people who were very keen on completing the task and you have people who were not keen on completing the task. And of course, you have people who sabotaged the whole group operation. Yeah. Your job as group leader was to coordinate and make sure you had the results to submit at the end of it. Now, my group had a mix of all these people. So there were people who were keen and they were very active, but then there were others who perhaps were not as active. Thankfully, there were only one or two of them that were not as active and it was not going to be fair for them not to do anything or even to sabotage the operation or the project and get credit at the end. So I kept trying to reel them in, just come on, contribute, even if it's to come and say one or two things or to even be a critique, that would be great because that would be some input. So I went to approach one of them who at that point was talking to someone else. And I just said, um, sir, excuse me, could I have just a moment? Um, we have a meeting about this project later today. Would you be able to join at this time? And the girl who I was referring to says, uh, oh, okay. And then the person who she was with said, I don't like you. Ah, uh, she said, she actually called my name Duni. I don't like you. And I don't know, for some reason, by reflex, I said, oh, the feeling is mutual. And I walked off. <laughs> After I'd walked off, <laughs> I thought about what I'd said. Because at that point, I was in a mix of anger and in the midst of irritation. And I thought to myself, I was like, how dare this person? But you see, I was so pleased. Even now, anytime I think about that response, I'm like, so pleased. I'm like, oh, well done, girl. You did it. Why? Because I did not let the opinion she had of me, her impression of me affect me. But that's one of the few times in that era of my life where I did not let that happen. So whenever I'm faced with situations where I'm allowing that to happen, I remember that day. And I channeled the energy that enabled me to say, well, it's mutual. 
because sometimes you need to ensure that the opinion of people about you does not affect what you do, does not affect how you take on your life. There are times people want to have a break. Now, someone else will tell you, no, you cannot. Perhaps you want to go on holiday. People tell you, oh, no, a mother will never do that. You perhaps want to have someone babysit your children while you just go for a spa day with you, with the girls, maybe your friends or colleagues or something. And people would look down on you and call you names. Now, of course, all this is done responsibly. I'm not expecting that you lock a child up. I know I've heard of some horror stories of just putting a child unattended. That is called neglect. That is not good. Okay. But there are times when you know you need a break. You have someone that will take care. That time you need to fill your cup. You need to care for you. You need to put yourself first so that you would have enough energy. You will have enough mind space, heart space, soul space to bring in your loved ones to embrace them in your love because you are so full of love. And so there are a few things I'm going to share with you to help with you stopping that sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Now, I, the way I call this sacrifice, and I'm sure some people will be like, ooh. I remember when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of movies and there was this um, particular movie i think one of my favorite movies is probably one of my top 100s for it's it's in there somewhere one top 100s it's um indiana jones and the temple of doom and if perhaps maybe you've watched it you probably know what i'm talking about so there was this scene where um indiana jones was watching from behind the rocks and he happened to find himself in in a temple i guess that's where they call they call the temple of doom where, of course, there were slaves moving up and down, carrying things, some people were imprisoned, and they were being sacrificed. So there was this particular guy who was um, held in a very in a cage, and the thing was he was to be sacrificed. So the priest or the high priest that was doing the procedure was um, went to him and put his hand on his chest. As he did that, appears that he brought the man's hat out and threw it in the fire. There was a big lake of fire before, of course, the cage followed through. That is what we tend to do to ourselves. Whenever we say no to ourselves, whenever we say yes to people telling us we are unworthy, we say yes to people telling us we are not worth it. We say yes to people telling us that we don't deserve it. That's what we are doing. We are taking our heart out, sacrificing ourselves, throwing it in the fire and allowing ourselves to burn. I do not want burnout for us as mothers. I do not want us to feel that need to perhaps be on medication long-term because we have allowed ourselves to burn out or to be at the point where you're not functional because you are allowing yourself to get so overwhelmed that you burn out. So there are a few things I want you to look at. One, I want you to take an inventory. 
Take an inventory of the things you do in your day. What does your day look like? Have you got at least an eighth of your day to just be? When I say to just be, it's either you're sat down taking some breaths, you are meditating somewhere, you're singing or you're dancing, whatever that is for you, an eighth of your day. Just, just think, think about it. I mean, of your waking hours, of course, we all know that the day can really be um, something else, but just look at your waking hours. So perhaps you are a, you are a working mom. You probably sleep for, let's assume that you sleep for eight hours, okay? So your waking hours are 16. We'll talk about sleep at some point, okay, during our sessions together. So you have 16 waking hours. What is one-eighth of your 16 waking hours? You've got two hours. Those two hours, have you got some time where you are maybe planning your personal development or you are journaling or you're having a quiet time or you're eating mindfully, all that is what we talk about when we're talking about our space, our time to be. Now, you may think two hours is a long time. Yes, it might be a long time. However, two hours spread through your day can go a long way. Now, that had a good rhyme to it. When you look at your day and you have, for example, I'm going to tell you how this works. Now, this you can do with other people as well. And I tend to do it with my children. Um, in the morning, we have the, the morning section because I've called, I wake up earlier than them. I have my own full hour. So one hour for me. <laughs> Amazing. And then they wake up. And then we have some time in between especially when they're back from school or maybe on the weekends when they haven't gone to school, where we do some activities together. And all this is to improve our well-being of or connectivity, to just breathe together. Sometimes we do some breathing together. Sometimes we do some dancing. I'll call it a dance-off. So whoever wins is declared the winner. So whoever's the best dancer is declared the winner. So that's just the way we um, express that and we do that maybe 15 minutes or here or 10 minutes there. And of course, I have mentioned to you many times before what the tool I use when I'm doing my tasks is the Pomodoro. I tend to look at that as having a chunk of time where I focus and after that I have a break and then focus and have a break. And then of course, after a block of four, Pomodoros, we um, have a longer break. When you look at that through your day, all that in addition to what you've had in the morning, that's up at least two hours. And of course, there's some time in the evening. Remember how you wind down for the night time. You have those times also to extract for you. That is so important for your well-being. But another very important thing to think about when you are thinking about these activities that you're putting in to uplift yourself, to enhance your well-being, is to have a way of not allowing your mind to 
roam into another person's mind. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you might have done something, and this is something that happens to me quite a bit. You might have done something that maybe you thought, oh, maybe I, I overreacted. I, I guess I was a little bit unkind, or perhaps I wasn't understanding. And you start to say, oh my goodness, how does that person feel? Oh, I, did a, I, I didn't do it very well. And you start to, start to think about what the person is thinking. You start to mind read. That does not serve you. You are trying to read that person's mind, thinking that perhaps maybe that will make you feel good. No, it's making you feel bad. And not only is it making you feel bad, it's not helping either you or the person. If at that point you've done something that you feel you're not proud of, no problem. Go and take care of it. That's one very important thing I need you to recognize. Whenever you feel that you've done something wrong and genuinely you've done something wrong, take care of it immediately. How does that appear? It appears with taking responsibility. That's first. Secondly, you can also apologize for it. I, I apologize for the inconvenience caused. Sorry for this thing that happened. And that is it. Once you've done that, let it go. It's up to the person if they want to ruminate on it, they want to spend their time on it. That's up to them. And that is not your business. But if you know that, look, I've not done anything wrong, but you're acting in this way, it doesn't matter. You go do your own thing. That is why you're an individual. You are you. I am me. And that person is that person. We, yes, we live in the same space. Yes, we are connected energetically. However, we all have our uniqueness. So allow yourself to be. Do not sacrifice your health and your well-being on the altar of someone else's opinion. The best person, the kindest person, the most loving person will have people that hate him or her. You all know Mother Teresa. Everybody thought, oh my God, she's the best person, most holy, most wonderful. Do you know I was shocked when I heard some people saying nasty things about her? I could not believe, like, what? This person that everybody has been saying good things about, see, people have rights to their opinion and you can't change their opinion of you, even if you wanted to. They are the ones that have the right to say, oh, well, okay, you, you're not that bad. You're not that bad. Oh, you're not that good. You're not that good. Whatever that is, they are the ones that change their opinion themselves. You just do you and allow them to do them. And as you do you, make sure that you have that time. You know, I told you about one eighth of your waking time. Let there be fun activities. And I put fun because we as mothers, we forget how to have fun sometimes. We forget that life is not about just the hustle and the grind, but you need to laugh. You need to smile. You need to pamper you. Okay. so. I hope this has served you today because I just figured that, look, mothers, we, we have this ability to take on the world and all the things that come with the world. And in the process of that, we get broken down, overwhelmed, exhausted. And I don't want us to be like that. I want us to see the world, to nourish the world, 
to tap into those superpowers. And these superpowers are things that we have within us. And that's why we are super moms, not because of what we are doing, but because of who we are, the superpowers we possess within. And so if you are very keen to find out a bit more about those superpowers, go get my book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. It's available on Amazon. You can actually get it there. But uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something very special. For everyone listening, I'm going to give you a free download of the ebook. So I'll put the link below for you to get the free ebook. And then you'll be able to have a download, have a good read. Remember who you are. And because you're remembering who you are, you will not sacrifice yourself on the altar of other people's opinions. I am Dr. Dini, the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I am delighted that you've joined me today. And I want you to come back and listen to this again. Share this with another mom. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel so that you get to know when a new episode lands. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. So please go ahead and give us a review. I'd love to know more about things you'd like to learn about, things you'd like to hear, and which part of this resonated with you. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.